0: In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we answer a listener question on Recipe Unlimited Corporation, symbol R-E-C-P on the TSX, a full-service restaurant operator with 24 restaurant brands under its umbrella, including well-known names such as the Swiss Chalet, Harvey's, The Keg, Milestones, Montana's, Eastside Mario's, and Original Joe's. A listener asks us if we see value in its business at present. The first star of the week is no stranger to Keystone clients as it has been in our Canadian focus by small cap coverage for over eight years. The company Enghouse Systems Limited, symbol ENGH on the TSX, provides enterprise software solutions serving a variety of distinct verticals including contact centres, networks and transportation and public safety segments. The stock jumped 21% in one day over the past couple days after the company released strong fiscal 2019 results. Our second star of the week is NEAT.com, symbol KSI on the TSX Venture. The company designs, develops, and supplies software for data and document management within regulated environments. The stock is up around 21% in the last week and over 155% year to date. We let you know why. Again, I'm going to welcome my co-host Brennan and Aaron. Uh, Aaron, we just got back from a research uh, jaunt in LA. How are you feeling? I'm feeling
1: good. It was uh, as
0: as we discussed
1: discussed afterwards. It was a very worthwhile event to go to. Uh, over 200 companies. I think over 250 companies. Yes. And really, really, the easy part, as you know, Ryan is is going down and taking the presentations and doing the one on one meetings. The hard part is actually going through every one of those companies beforehand. And filtering out the ones that we think offer potential value um, based on our our criteria, but I, I I thought it was very worthwhile. We met some interesting companies, had some good conversations, and who knows, we may it may result in some some new recommendations.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, typically you do these events, and a lot of work goes in ahead of time. Uh, there's a lot of speed dating of management teams at these events too, so there's work down there as well. But you know, you've already. Come to the conclusion of who you want to talk to, set up those meetings and you go into them, and uh, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised and sometimes you're not. Uh, in this case, you know, we interviewed uh, ten to twelve management teams down there. And uh, you know, there was a few that stood out. There were certainly a couple companies that were already in coverage that it was good to sit down again and you know, just go over the growth path. Uh, a number of the companies that we sat down with, had been in coverage for a couple years now, done particularly well. Uh, one company, which we, I think we spoke about on here in the last couple of weeks, was Expel Inc., and we sat down with management again, get their growth outlook going forward, see where they're coming from, see where some areas of concern are and where the growth is going forward. So it's good to sit there and sit down with management right in front of them for half an hour. And then interview new companies, which we were just doing, conducting our initial due diligence on, sit down with some interesting businesses from really diverse uh, segments of the economy and uh, see if they can fit into our coverage over the next uh, year or even in the near term now and there were a couple companies like Aaron said there that you know stood out that may enter our coverage either on the U.S. side or the Canadian side over the next uh, even over the near term or the next few weeks we may be looking into some of those further. So it was interesting worthwhile and we uh, now look forward to uh a a little bit more research and a little bit of christmas time uh so we need to get into the show though today we got uh, three companies to look at the first company we'll look at is a your stock our take it's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call your stock our take buy sell or hold it's on recipe unlimited corporation symbol r e c p on the t-s-x aaron i'm going to let you take that
1: Excellent, thank you. So Recipe Unlimited is trading right now at a price of $19. It has a market capitalization of about $423 million. Recipe Unlimited is a full-service restaurant operator. The company has 24 brands under its umbrella, including but not limited to Swiss Chalet, Harvey's, The Keg, Milestones, Montana's, Eastside Mario's, and Original Joe's. In total, Recipe Unlimited owns a network of 1,375 restaurants and has a presence in 10 countries. We actually followed this company very closely previously in our income stock research. Currently the company pays a yield of 2.4%. It was relatively cheap on a price to earnings basis when we were looking at it closely, but we never did put out a recommendation on the stock because it had challenges maintaining same store sales growth as well as consistent growth in earnings per share. The share price performance Uh, recently has been very negative, with the stock down about 28% just since September. Looking at the financial performance, Recipe Unlimited released its Q3 2019 results on December 17th. Total sales were down 1.2% for the quarter. Same-store sales were negative 1.3% for the quarter and negative 2.2% for the first nine months of the year. Adjusted earnings per share were down 11% in Q3 and down almost 13% year-to-date. On a trailing 12-month basis, the company has reported adjusted earnings per share of $1.77. This puts the price-to-earnings valuation multiple at about 11 times. Our take on the positive side, Recipe Unlimited appears appears to be producing a meaningful level of cash flow and profit, and it's also very cheap on a price-to-earnings basis. This is also what I saw when I I followed the company more closely in the past. It does appear to be a value stock, but is it really a value trap? It certainly is not a growth stock. The lack of earnings per share growth and same store sales growth is troublesome. One thing that is very important to understand is that restaurant and retail stocks really live and die on the same store sales growth numbers. Investors want to see that existing restaurants are doing better and becoming more profitable. This was the issue in the past when I was following the company more closely. The lack of same store sales growth really hindered the stock price even during periods when revenues and earnings grew due to acquisitions. Long term, there may be some value in the stock, but it's not something that we would recommend buying right now, at least until we see clear signs that the financial performance is improving.
0: Yeah, um, just anecdotally, and it's always uh, kind of, it can be dicey to base your analysis on anecdotal analysis, but even a a couple of their brands there, the restaurant brands there that they have, um, the Keg and uh, Earl's, I believe, is under there. Was it Milestones? One of the two. milestones Milestones was under there as well i've been you know to the restaurants uh compared to some other offerings you know competitors like the cactus club out there just not up to snuff in my opinion in terms of just the quality and the service and uh, when you go into these locations relative to some of their competition uh they're not as busy and i can see why same store sales is not growing at a you know at a rate that would power earnings going forward but again that's anecdotal it is, but
1: but it's 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 really important, and I think it's a powerful tool that investors have. Yeah. If you're looking at a company and you can sample their product or service, you can go to their stores or you can go to their restaurants or use whatever it is they're selling. That that's a great form of research, and while it's anecdotal, you you still can consider that that qualitative that qualitative research. I remember, I think it was in Toronto, wasn't it, guys? Where we we tried to get up. into the cactus. Yeah, I know you're gonna. Yeah, say. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we tried to get into the cactus club after one of our DIY events. It was absolutely packed. They said forty minutes minimum for a table. We were we were hungry. Uh, and they they told us they directed it to the keg, which was just across the parking lot. We walked in there, and the place was almost empty. So yeah. I personally don't have a problem with the keg. I've I've had some good meals there, but that's that's you know it it's it's um it provides some insight as as to the power of their brands and yeah in this type of a business, restaurants, retail retail stores as well. It's it's all about the power of your brand and getting yeah. people in the door and and individual restaurants improving over time, as evidenced by same store sales growth.
0: Yeah, and as a quick little uh, story as to using the services of companies you're invested in, uh, I mean, I 12 years ago, right ahead of recommending Boyd, I happened to have a chip in my windshield, and I replaced it at a Boyd uh, service location. Um, good experience, really good experience there. Uh, didn't lead to the recommendation completely, obviously, but, I mean, it's good to have a positive experience and, you know, in a store that you are actually recommending to clients and we had that, uh, you know, and, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, is Disney a good stock? Um, when we were down in L.A., we visited Disneyland. It's absolutely jam packed, right? So, I mean, it's nice to see if you're making a recommendation and you can actually visit or use some of the software, the facilities or whatever they They sell, um, and you have a positive experience with that. It's not always, you know, there can be, you can have a positive experience with a company that's trading at very high valuations. It might not be a good investment, but if you can marry a positive experience with a good company trading at good valuations, then, you know, you may have a long-term winner. As far as segues here, long-term winners, the weekly star that I'm going to get to next has been a long-term winner uh, for our clients in our Canadian-focused buy portfolio. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. star. Company is called Enghouse Systems Limited. Symbol is ENGH on the TSX. Currently trades around forty-seven dollars with a two-point-five billion-dollar market cap. Over the past 3 days, uh, just actually in 1 day uh, the stock was up 21% uh, just this past week. What does the company do? Well, first off, House is a enterprise software solution provider in a variety of distinct verticals. Uh, it builds it's building a diverse software company through strategic acquisitions and some organic growth in the contact management uh, segment, networks and transportation and public safety sectors. Now, what is driving the stock? Well, what drove the stock up 21% in one day was its, quite frankly, its Q4 2019 revenue and earnings beat, which were significant. Uh, the company also announced that it had a- two of its recent significant acquisitions had been basically fully integrated and were already up to the EBITDA margins that they had expected ahead of targets. So it bodes well going into next year. Now, those Q4 results. Uh, they grew revenues 27.4% to $109 million. Adjusted EBITDA was up to around $0. $0.62 cents per share, up from 51% in the same period last year. Now, this surprising Q4 growth had analysts raising their revenue and EBITDA targets for 2020. Now, NJOS generated roughly $110 million in adjusted free cash flow during the year of 2019, its fiscal year. Uh, it's likely to generate even higher free cash flow next year as it's fully integrated some of those acquisitions. That's not factoring in future, future acquisitions. Uh, 2019 was a record year of acquisitions for the company as it deployed about $101 million, uh, in terms of capital. And the, but the company still ended this last quarter, Q4, with $150 million in cash in the bank and no debt. So with this strong cash balance and growing free cash flow, it will allow management to continue to deploy its acquisition strategy without diluting existing shareholders, which is important, and it will allow it to pay out about 15 to 20% of free cash flow and dividends as this company has and continue to up that dividend over the long term. From a valuation perspective, house, despite the jump, trades at with a trailing EV or enterprise-valued EBITDA of around 21 If you look at growth coming into 2020 it's you should lower that ratio to the range of 17 which is moderately lower than its peer group which is good to see so we will be updating the company fully to our clients based on the recent quarter and uh, growth going forward but the share jump uh, over the past week give it our coveted status of our star of the week
1: well, I look forward to seeing that update because you know Ench House. Warren Buffett always said that the the best holding period is forever. He likes companies that just keep investing in their businesses, growing their their revenues, their earnings, and that he can basically just hold forever. And I'm not saying that you can hold Ench House forever, but it definitely ticks a lot of the boxes in terms of you know it's been a, it's been growing its revenue, it's been it's been generating a lot of free cash flow, growing its earnings, has that cash for its balance sheet, so. Uh, great company, but we uh, we aren't giving away the rating right now. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see the see what the update says.
0: Yes, we will definitely have to wait to see, and our clients will get that over the course of this week. But it has been a company that we've held long term. Uh, management owns a significant stake in this business, and the key CEO of this company has built uh, helped build. Great businesses in the past. He continues to do so today with Eng House and uh, you know it's been a long-term winner for us. Uh, there's not a lot of companies that you can choose from that offer exposure to software and software as a service, which this company does uh, in Canada. It's been one that has been successful, and we continue to see it growing via acquisitions from internally generated cash flow going forward. Now, the final star of the week from our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. star. Is on a company called Neat Corporation, symbol is KSI and the TSX Venture. Brennan, I'm going to let you take that one.
2: Thank you, Ryan. So yes, neat.com uh, currently trading at a price, I believe it closed today at $2.40 and has a market cap of $144 million. Uh, The stock has performed very well this last week and year, up 21% in the last week and 155% year to date. Now, Neat Designs develops and supplies software for data and document management within regulated environments. Uh, The company's current product is Neat GX, a configurable commercial off-the-shelf application focused on validation lifecycle management and testing within the life sciences industry. So essentially, this product allows companies in the life sciences industry to become efficient and compliant with an automated process in their regulated environment uh, that in the past has traditionally been manual. Inefficient and paper-based. Now, what's driving the stock here? Uh, the company's positive Q3 2019 financial results have been propelling the stock higher, um, and these financial results were released on November 26, 2019. Revenue increased 538% to 1.59 million compared to the same quarter last year. Annualized recurring revenue, which include software as a service or SaaS, license fees and maintenance fees were $1.4 million, an increase of 215% compared to the same quarter in 2018. So great to see that they're uh, focusing on those recurring revenues. EBITDA was a loss of 770000 compared to a loss of $1.52 million compared to the same quarter last year. And fully diluted earnings per share was also a loss of $0.02 per share compared to a loss of $0.04 for Q3 2018. So a little bit of an improvement for EBITDA and earnings per share. Now, taking a look at the company's balance sheet, they do have a debt to equity ratio of 0.13 and a net cash position of 5.4 million, uh, which is quite healthy. And uh, looking at the company's current valuation multiples, uh, they are trading at a price to sales multiple of about 48 times trailing revenue, which values the company at quite a large premium to the market as similar revenue growth is most likely being priced in going forward. And uh, of course we don't know if this is sustainable or not. Now, Neat has a unique product offering to the life sciences industry, and we like the opportunity in the space as firms have been showing a trend toward adoption of data management software. We also like the company's impressive growth in revenue, focus on its recurring SaaS sales, and its current financial position, which is quite healthy. However, NEET has yet to break into profitability, which makes the company fall short from meeting Keystone's investment criteria. And they are currently trading at a pretty pricey multiple, which I just said earlier, uh, which, of course, is a concern, you know, if we were to be considering uh, this stock as an investment. So overall, the company's positive Q3 financial results have propelled the stock higher and allowed NEET to claim our coveted status of star of the week.
1: Certainly sounds like an interesting business, but I think that you uh, you you basically hit the nail right on the head there. It's 48 times revenues. That is uh, that's a very hefty price to to sales multiple, and it is obviously implying a lot of revenue growth um, going forward in or- order to justify that. Now, if they can continue growing revenue at 500% or even 100% per year, then it becomes it becomes reasonable. But The fact of the matter is, as revenue increases, it's going to be harder for them to do that. So it's an interesting company, but you're right. Expensive on the relative to sales and the lack of profitability would not qualify it for Keystone.
0: Yeah, certainly a company we'd monitor uh, because of the growth there to see if they are start progressing towards profitability and cash flow positive, which we'd like to see. Uh, We have seen... Over the years, multiple multiple companies that have good revenue growth either never come into profitability, and if you keep getting a premium multiple and can never achieve cash flow positive, you know you have to dilute yourself to, by issuing shares to continue to grow. Uh, it's just not a model; it is sustainable over time. At some point, there has to be a focus on profitability for every company that you know, has continued to have a share price go up um, and not be profitable. There's, you know, I can show you a 100 that has been the opposite over time. So at some point, they have to focus on bringing in some cash flow, and uh, we'll continue to monitor that. The share price has done well. But, you know, at this stage, for our criteria, it does not make it. But that is And going I'll just add, to, add yeah, as... W- sorry, eh? I'll
1: just I'll just that's all right. I'll just add as well that that when you look at a company that's growing its revenue by by 500%, I believe Brennan, you said it, it was only about 1.5 million in revenue for the quarter, is that correct? Correct. Correct. So they're yes. they're coming off of a base of of only a couple hundred thousand in revenue, which is almost no revenue. Once you start getting into multi-million dollar revenue numbers um, on a quarterly basis, it becomes extremely difficult to hit growth growth numbers like that so you really have to consider not just the growth but also the base that that company is coming off of great point
0: yeah of course and then dig into whether those are one-time contracts whether they're ongoing recurring revenues you know recurring is a buzzword too but you know it, just to see where what type of revenues we're talking about there because we do see you know you see companies come up with a contract-based revenue have a big jump in a quarter then it falls back down You know, quickly thereafter. So you have to be careful that those revenues, the growth there is sustainable going forward. And then they have to at some point be profitable or else the market is not going to give them any multiple over the long term. But I think that about wraps it up for our show this week. I thank you guys for hosting with me. Uh, Keep your questions coming into our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We'll keep endeavoring to answer those. Um, And I wish all of you out there profitable investing.
1: Profitable investing.
0: Thank you.